My name is Marcello Dicintio. I'm a uh, travel writer from Calgary. An award-winning. An award, yes. Award-winning. I'll let you say Multi. That. <laughs> Multi award. I'll let you do that. You've written a book about uh, literary pilgrimage to Iran. Yes, in a way. I, I got a few years back, I got very interested in two aspects of, of Persian culture. Uh, one is their um, love of poetry. In, in Iran, poetry is the, is the greatest of all art forms. Men, women, children, people who have been in school, people who have not, everyone can recite poems. Off the, from their memories, it's remarkable. And I guess that's in the school system. They must uh, not not just in the school system. No. Just it's just part of it. It's it's culture. part of their culture. Yeah. And on on weekends and for holidays, Iranian families will pack a picnic, go to the tomb of a poet who's been you know dead maybe for hundreds of years, and uh, pay their respects, and then and then and then sit in the gar- in these beautiful gardens and, and read poems to each other. So um, really, a whole nation of literary tourists. Whole nation. Absolutely. And the other aspect is wrestling. And I, I used to be a wrestler in, in university. And so I was, there's all these traditional folkloric styles of wrestling. So what I did in Iran is I, is I did kind of a dual pilgrimage. I went to the tombs of all the great poets. And I also tried to seek out these old traditional styles of wrestling and actually participate in it as much as I could. Wow. And, and I found that there was some... there's some with club, wrestling clubs or universities? Or? No, there, most of this stuff was kind of village-type wrestling where you do it out in the dirt and, and, oh, and, wow. and all these sorts of things. But there, I found that there was there's connections between the, the, these two phenomena, which I thought was very interesting. For example, I saw... The, this wrestling happened in one of the desert areas. It was the wrestlers were there at a, it was at a wedding, and the rest the wrestlers actually compete with each other right. to entertain the wedding guests. But before they do, both sides of the family. Or? <laughs> no, actually, it's a, it's like a, just like you'd hire a band or oh, a DJ. Okay, <laughs> they have uh, they have these guys will come and they right. they compete. And it's not it's not staged. So entertainment. It's like entertainment, but for real. It's absolutely for real. Yeah. And not so WWE. no, not no, yeah. no. It's 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 a it's a legitimate competition, it's, which is a really interesting. And what they would do before they compete is they'd recite poetry. And I, you know, these epic kind of Iliad or you know type of poems, right? These sure. these, these epics, right? With with warriors and and battles, that kind of stuff. So they and recite these. But these at weddings, at how wedding. ironic, really. Was that mean? Although someone said to me, "What's what, what uh, signifies marriage more than a little bit of wrestling and a little bit of poetry?" <laughs> so I, I suspect it's uh, maybe maybe it's it's appropriate. Yeah. Um, I saw these guys, these uh, these these old wrestlers, and the, they're called Pahlavans, like these old champions. A, a man in his eighties, and he and I was talking to him like and, an old lion. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he took off his he took off his shirt for me, and he showed me that his chest and arms were covered in tattoos of characters from old poems. And so there's this there's this fascinating connection between the two art form, and um, even though those kind of traditional styles of wrestling are kind of dying out in Iran, they're still seen with this with this great honor and and dignity. You know, the, the, these are these are the heroes. These are contemporary heroes. The Palavans, like the champions, weren't just wrestling champions. They were well read. You know, they're you know, and they were good men. And they would the community leaders, and they're kind of men who would give money to the poor and help old ladies cross the street. Right? There was this there was this ideal man, so a well rounded, well rounded ideal yeah. man called a Palavan. And that man, the origins of that comes from old poems too. You know, the the Shahnameh, the great book of kings that Ferdowsi wrote. This this epic epic poem, which is to Iran what what, what Homer was, Iliad would be uh, to, to the Greeks, and to Western civilization, and to Western civilization, absolutely. Yeah. That palavan, that idea of the ideal man, comes from that poem. 
the great Palavans, and these these were at the time these were mythical characters, but now they are uh, these are real men who who, is, who strive towards this ideal. Again, yeah. less and less. There's there's a yeah. you know just like all traditions else, elsewhere, there seems to be this this uh, or this this dying out. But, but what a fascinating enterprise! It was wonderful. You. What spurred it? Like, well, like I mentioned, I I, the, I used to be a wrestler, right? And so you know certainly that, and I always knew that. So you it, did some research into the yeah, I did uh, some research, and I and I had heard somewhere about this kind of love of poetry, and the more research I did, I realized that wow, these these two things are very connected. Mm-hmm. It was a great way. It was a great engine to drive a trip. Right. You know. You know. In a way, you know, I could follow the lonely planet to all the really beautiful mosques, or else I could seek out the tombs of poets and the and old wrestlers. And I thought that was a much more <laughs> much more interesting to me uh, uh, itinerary. Yeah, and well, it brought. And the best thing about that is that it brought me far away from. Kind of the, the normal trail that that, yes. that that foreigners or travelers might might go along. Well, that, that, I mean, that's what I find with, with being a literary tourist is, if I want to seek out some bookstores, often they'll take they'll take you right. into all sorts of places where you off the beaten path, or try and connect with an author mm-hmm. or a, a fine press. Or so it sounds to me like you uh, connected with some passions of yours. You're right. You met some fascinating people. How did? What about the language? Did I studied. You? I studied Farsi before I left. Did you? Okay. Um, and uh, so I was, I was functional. I yeah. mean, uh, in, in in Persian before I. Before so you I took left. this really seriously. I took it seriously. It was and it was very exciting to, to to go. It's the first and so far now the only time I've ever traveled and done a big project where I where I I learned the language of the people. Um, I didn't think I'd find enough English in Iran to to function. And you know, I, I might have been able to to be pers- to be perfectly honest, but. Having that it was just an extra door into into the culture, and it was just uh, amazing. I, I, I would love to be able to do that for every trip. Yeah, it's yeah. it's and, and, and Persian is a gorgeous language. Well, how did you get over there though? Like, did, is it with there all sorts of hoops you had to? No, not really. I mean, this is two thousand three, two thousand four, so things were a little bit different. We actually yeah. had an embassy in Canada oh, at that time. In, I mean, in Iran, yeah. No, in both, like uh, oh, an Iranian know, embassy. Yeah, the, it's a Harper, the Harper government just just closed down the Iranian embassy in Ottawa and in Tehran, which is ridiculous. But uh, I remember the first time I went over there, I made the very I made the mistake of saying of applying for a journalist visa at the embassy in Ottawa, and I still haven't heard back yet. I think yeah. I think they're still they're still uh, mulling it over on, right. <laughs> ten years later. So what I did instead is, is, I, is I flew to Istanbul and went to the embassy there and applied as a tourist and got my visa in forty eight hours. And when I, re- I returned in following year, and applied for a tourist from Ottawa and got a, a visa, no problem. It's not hard to travel in Iran or to Iran. Even There's, now, even even now, now yeah. um, you know, here here in North America, we, we we raise our eyebrows at this. But you know how many package tours of of Europeans I saw in Iran? Like it's not mm-hmm. it's not just intrepid backpackers and, and this kind of stuff. No, it's mm-hmm. like retired German family you know couples with their, with their walkers coming out of tour buses and like the traveling is easy by that do you mean the amenities are amenities are beautiful and cheap uh, impeccably clean i don't know if i've been in a cleaner place there's amazing things to see the food's incredible i mean honestly iran it's not a secret because everyone in europe knows that iran is a, is a wonderful place to visit it's only here in north america that we get all we, they, get we see it as, as, as the read, boogeyman yeah you read the headlines and it's like these guys are evil and oh the thing is about the Iranians is this, is that the Iranians are incredibly 
uh, well read and they know what goes on around the rest of the world. They're incredibly internet savvy. Mm-hmm. I heard somewhere that, that Farsi is the third most used language online after English and, and uh, Mandarin or one of the, one of the, Chinese, one of the major Chinese languages. And so they know that the rest of the world thinks that they're crazy. The rest of the world thinks that they're extremists and, yeah. and uh, fundamentalist. And so when you go, and it doesn't matter if you're Canadian or American or anything else, when you go, they go out of their way to prove those stereotypes wrong. I've never been treated with that level of hospitality anywhere in the world. It was like being in a in a country of my grandparents. Wow. They would they would argue with each other or who got to take me home to have dinner at their home, at their house. Um, but, but but how did you put yourself in that position? How did you, you just arrive. To, you just arrive and start talking to people. People come and talk to you. It's remarkable, and it's not just my experience. Everyone I met, in every other foreigner traveler that I met, had the same experience. We're walking on the street, and people just come up try to practice their English, invite you to their home, and they'd always ask you political questions, right? They'd say, you know, what do you think of Iran? Which is which essentially what they're asking you is, what do you think of the Iranian government? Yeah. And, and they desperately wanted to tell their story. But the level of civility and hospitality and generosity and warmth, I've never experienced that anywhere in my life. And we should all take a lesson from the Persians on what it means to be hospitable to, to, to foreigners, to travelers. Um, wow. And... Uh, it's it, it's part of their own culture too. I mean, yeah, there there yeah. there is there is a, a um, an ethic of, of courtesy that's ingrained in in, in their in their culture in yeah. their etiquette w- with each other as well, mm-hmm. but it, it goes over the top with travelers over the top. What about some of the tombs then? Is there, were there highlights? Like, what would you recommend? Yeah. Oh well, well like, again, it's a big country, so yeah. But the most beautiful. A... I mean, there's what they have is you know, the, the the poets are buried in these tombs that are surrounded by these gorgeous gardens. So in in, Sh- in Shiraz, you have the the tomb of the great poet Hafez, and that was one of the most amazing things I'd ever seen because I had gone to this. It's a gorgeous garden with orange trees and and just beautiful, beautiful. And you'd watch these 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 young Iranians. And I'm not talking like old old ladies who like poems. I'm talking about mm. people in their twenties. They kneel before this marble slab of a poet that had been dead for six hundred years, and wept like they would cry openly at the tomb of these po- at these poets. Sometimes they would read some of their poetry at the tombstone, like reading back to the mm. to them. And Wonderful. then they would go and sit after they paid their respects. They would go sit with their friends or with their family, and they just read poems to each other. And it wasn't again. It wasn't just lovers, although there was that. Yeah. It wasn't just old men reading. It was young people who would gather, and and that for them was a social activity. This is what we do: is we we read poems to each other. And I remember telling them one guy, I said, "You know, in Canada, we don't do this. You know, because if we, we watch TV, we watch TV, and he and, and he felt he felt bad for felt bad for me. He felt sorry that uh, we were so uncultured. And you know, so did I at the time. You know, I yes. watched all that. So that's that was in uh, that was in Shiraz for the tomb of Hafez, and I, and I visited the tomb of Ferdowsi nearby near Mashhad, and, and Saadi also in Shiraz. And everywhere you go, there might be a small little tomb or a large yeah. garden, but they're, they're everywhere in Iran, and, and they're worth they're worth seeking out. And what about the English translation? Is there any such thing? You can find English translations for for most of the famous uh, uh, Iranian poets. The you can find them there. They're Sometimes they're iffy. I get, they're like full of spelling mistakes and that kind of stuff. Sure, okay. um, if I were to do it again, I would certainly uh, load up with my translations here and, 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 and take them over. Right. Um, and there's nothing more beautiful than sitting in those gardens and reading Hafez yeah. to yourself yeah. even, you know, in English or whatever. It was they, It was they, they almost designed the country for literary tourists. 
It's 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 remarkable. I mean, you know, you you could you could visit you could visit the beautiful mosques, you can visit all the historical stuff. But really, I think uh, uh, going from 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 poet's tomb to poet's tomb is a beautiful way to not just see the country, mm. but to get a, a sense of the heart of the people. That's, that's fantastic. Really, thank you for uh, oh my for pleasure. going over there and uh, no everyone uh, reporting should and reporting. I, 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 I don't say this about any other country. Everyone should go to Iran. I, I really believe that. 